Hey everyone, and welcome to Talk Some Tea. My name is Scott. And I'm Sarah. And today we're going to be talking about what we were like as children, even though I feel like I'm still a child here and there, uh, but I do we're going to be time. talking about the good old days. But before we get into that, Sarah, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good, thriving. I'm in a week of quarantine uh, before I head back to school. Honestly, I really can't complain. I, As much as I want the pandemic to go away, I also thrive as a pretty introverted person with everything going on. So it's been pretty good. I can't complain. How are you doing? And and just to confirm, not because you're sick. You're not quarantined because no, you're no. sick. Just, yes, just for sick. school regulations yes. and whatnot. Yeah. Yes. I totally agree. This pandemic has really made me a homebody. And every time I leave now for like a, even a few hours, I'm like, I need to go home. Like yeah. I just feel out of place. I need to go back home. I need to be with my dog and my cat and I just need to snuggle up. Like it, I just feel out of place until so I'm do doing I. that. Also too, I've noticed like now if I go into a store for whatever reason and I have to wait in line and there's a long line, I get super uncomfortable if someone is very close to me. I mean, not that I really liked that stuff beforehand, but now I'm I guess more conscious about it so anytime I'm in a store and like someone comes remotely near me I'm like back away which I don't know kind of makes me a little sad but do you ever think about after the pandemic is over if and when how long it's going to take us to psychologically go back to the before and really move past it because I don't know. You're saying like you're getting stressed out being in line around people. I feel the same way. And I'm wondering when this is all said and done, is there going to be that period where people are still having that anxiety being around people? Like, I wonder, I wonder how long it's going to take for people to really get, get over it mentally. Right. I don't know. I feel like it's tough because we've also from the pandemic created a lot of services where you really don't have to still interact with people that I think will continue to go on um, after the pandemic. Like, beforehand, I never would use, like, a drive-up, like, Instacart or anything like that. Or, you know, I really, like, DoorDash was never using anything like that. And now it's, it's like a huge crutch. So I agree. I'm curious as to what life will be like or I really honestly don't even think things are ever going to go back to normal like a hundred percent the way they were before which is sad but I just think that's the reality of things I don't know what do you think I definitely agree I think some things are going to permanently change from this and I I love how you brought up and I was thinking the same thing actually the drive up and target the drive up at target Mm -hmm. if you have not tried that you need to it's life-changing you don't have to have a minimum i think in walmart you do maybe they changed it but target you don't i literally was like i bought hangers like i spent like four dollars on hangers and i'm like i'm not going in the store to get that i did the drive up they brought it out to my car i opened my trunk sat in my car opened my trunk they set it in there that i closed my trunk and i put it in her in drive and i was out of there and i felt so lazy but man it felt good it felt so good to not have to interact with people i like held up my phone like here's my order Mm -hmm. number they're like oh yep that's it that's it so even after the pandemic i'm still doing that because you like honestly you save so much time you save so much time i agree and 
I just feel I'm so busy and I don't want to spend X amount of time in a store screwing around and I'm sure I'll spend more money than I intended to. I'd rather just do it at home, drive up when it's ready, and then do things that I want to do instead of going to the store, like no, grocery yeah, shopping and Instacart. Like I, I don't. Did I ever tell you about that story where I was? We had Instacart, and I did like a two week trial, mm-hmm. and then I'm looking, and Will kept ordering from Instacart, and I kept ordering from Instacart on my phone and my mm-hmm. account and his account and every time that i did it my delivery fee was waived my service fee was waived what? and then every time that yeah no okay okay so every time that will did it it charged him and i'm like i don't know what to tell you will like i guess i just have the, I'm magic the chosen so, one i'm the chosen one so then i'm looking at my account and it says a uh, premium account paid and i'm like oh what do you, my god what what do you mean what do, what do you mean and i'm looking at it and it charged me $100 back in February of 2020. I had absolutely no idea until May. How many How many months later is that? March, April, May. So that's like three months oh where I paid for that God. shit and I was not using it. I was so, going to say, oh God, were you actually... at least using? I'm like, were you at least using your money's worth of it? The $100? Well, well, once I found out about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. I We, we use Instacart like <laughs> twice a week. It's It's... Yeah, it's probably, I guess, like, evened itself out now, at least, your, like, premium account. I figured it out. If you did it, like, 26 times out of the year, you were saving money. And, like I said, yeah, like, we do it almost twice a week because we get so much fresh food and whatnot that we just have to keep doing it. And, yeah, so we're definitely saving money by doing that and time because, like, we'll do it at night, have it scheduled for the next day when we're going to be home. And, it. oh, my God, it's just so life-changing. I can't go back. I can't go back no, to... No, I don't think I like, ever will either. I'll go into the store maybe here and there for fun. Like, I went into the store last night to grab something quickly, but if I'm going to do my, like, serious grocery shopping, Instacart, I'll oh, pay the $100 the best, every year. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No, I'm curious, um, you know, because we're talking about, you know, what we were like as kids. I can't imagine how tough it is if you're, I don't know, as a kid going into kindergarten or maybe going into high school or maybe going into college and like this is the reality you're living in and how you have to start that chapter in your life and how different it probably is for them for like for some kids they're starting school and this is their I guess picture of how school is supposed to be well they know it's not supposed to be that way but it's just got to be so different for them I can't imagine what an what an entryway into our topic today, Sarah. Look at you. Oh, my God. So I, I've i been thinking about this, too. And I think for I, – I have to say I feel bad for high schoolers. Yeah. Especially because, I like, my heart goes out to the seniors and even the juniors last year because they're just missing out on that high school experience that I feel like everyone should be able to enjoy and get to experience. Right. And – I, I think for them it's hard because they know what it's expected. They know what they would be getting themselves into and they're not versus the kindergarteners who don't know what school is like really and are just are just right. there. I also think that kids are so they're just kids and they don't they don't see really what's going on. Like they, they know what's going on, but they don't think about the 
the true meaning behind the pandemic and the seriousness behind it. They're just like, oh, okay, whatever. You know, it's like it's like the flu. It's like the cold. We have to wear masks at school. Okay, whatever. Yeah, I agree. I think what yeah i think i'm more sad for little kids than i think little kids realize how sad they are like we it's something we have talked about a lot just um we were talking about a kindergartner doing a zoom class and like that's like the building blocks of your knowledge and it's like obviously they're just not paying attention so just how things are going oh i mean obviously i think things will work out for everyone but I just, I don't know, it's so sad to think that this is the reality. And I agree, the high school thing is just very sad. Or I can't even imagine starting college. Like, this is supposed to be your first year of college, and you were supposed to dorm on campus, and you had to stay home and kind of get that first-year college experience like that. Like, it just, I don't know. Especially with, in college, all of the field placements and the field experience you get and how that has been impacted and... I definitely feel for for students still spending so much money trying to get their degrees and get that job experience, make those connections for job opportunities in the future, and they're not getting it because of the pandemic. So I definitely feel for that. I mean, yeah, I guess I got out at the right time. Yeah, it's almost like all the fun parts that are supposed to be like enticing about school, like field trips and I don't know, are all the things that were taken away. And now it's like you just have to go to school and just hope to get through this year. But hopefully things will change for everyone and we'll be more back to normal by the beginning of next school year. So I guess let's kind of get into it a little bit, though. So, Scotty, what were you like as a kid if, you know, if we were going back to, I guess, let's talk about what you were like as like an elementary kid, middle school, elementary. Okay, so let's go for elementary first. Well, first off, I was like overweight, first of all, and pretty, I was chubby. No denying it. Really? And I, I feel like I've seen pictures of you as a kid. You were not chubby, were you? Oh, oh, I was. Yeah, I definitely was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll sh- I will show you a picture. I don't even know if I have pictures, but I, I'll find one and I'll show it to you. So anyway, so yeah. Like we're going to I... be bringing up some, some childhood trauma here for the both of us. As we go through what we were like as kids. I've been thinking about it, like all the things that I need to get done in the day. And then I think back to being like elementary school and how I couldn't wait to be an adult. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, I can't wait to do this. And I can't wait to do this. And like, yeah, it has its perks. But at the same time, it's like all you really needed to worry about was getting your homework done and what video game you were going right. to play next. And that that was really it. There was no food. There was no work. There was no all of this other responsibility that you needed to do. So for me as a kid, yeah, I was – let's see. I played baseball in elementary school. I played a lot of video games. Um, I had like – I had, like, a close group of friends, and we had sleepovers and whatnot. Again, played video games, Mm -hmm, watched mm -hmm. movies. I think that was really – that was, like, really – that's who I was. That's really it. Would you say – would you – were you a pretty confident kid, or would you say you were pretty shy? Like, could you go into a group, like, a room full of people you didn't know and, like, easily make friends with everyone? How – what would you say you were, like, in in terms of that as a kid? I would say I was more shy – Mm-hmm. And I, th- I mean, I was always friendly, 
but I, I definitely was shy. And once I warmed up to like a setting, then, then I would be, you know, more outgoing with making friends and whatnot. But definitely, I'm definitely like a shy person, I would say like, yeah, for sure. An introvert, mostly surprisingly. I know you would never, you would never, if you met, if I met you, like I would never think that. I guess I pictured you as like a very confident kid who easily makes friends with everyone. Maybe you were too. And you just, because I don't know, you're looking back on it. Maybe you don't think you were as confident. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like the way that you look at yourself and the way that other people view you could, could totally be different. Right. Right. Like maybe how you're describing yourself, you know, other people saw you completely different as a kid. But I'm sure yeah. both ways you were stellar, so. <laughs> I was I was rocking it, you know, 10-year-old, 10-year-old me. Oh, could I go back? Yes. I would. All right. Was, okay. I would too. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, tell us Ignorance about you. Is bliss. Um, I I feel like we were pretty similar kids. Um, I was very quiet, very shy. I liked video games, reading. Um, my I only have a sister, so my dad is like a girl dad, so I feel like I was like the son he never had. So, like, I think the reason, like, I was so into video games was because he was into video games. He played basketball, so, like, I played basketball. I think he coached, like, my soccer team once. So, like, I was definitely, like, I don't know, like a a tomboy a little bit. But I don't know. Now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like I really haven't changed (laughs) that much. I don't know. Do you feel like you've changed a lot? Like, obviously, in some respects, I have. But, like... Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm still very shy, very introverted. I still love to read. I'm still very close with my dad. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like you now. And I'm thinking about it. I mean, I definitely still feel like I have those same traits and the same mm-hmm. personality and whatnot. I think some things have changed. Where I hope, I hope some things have changed. I, I, I yeah. mean, yeah, definitely – I mean, we've all matured for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think we all have a different perspective. And actually, I was you were talking about soccer. I played soccer as a, a child too. We called it WAW. It was a little like community. community yeah, we had thing. soccer was really big where I lived too. I only played for a year. I played as a kid. I was like notorious for playing so many things and quitting. Like I would start, I would try everything. And then just, I don't know. I could never find like my thing. Okay, you literally were just talking about this. I swear it was last week or the week before where you told me you're like, yeah, I start all these hobbies and then I never finish them. Yes, I'm, that yes, is that me is to you. a T. Me to a T. I start so many different things and I can never finish them. Like I've tried soccer, swimming, lacrosse. Um, I played, I stuck with field hockey, basketball. I've really just had my hand in, in, in quite a few things, <laughs> so... I don't know. Even now as an adult, what were you doing? What were you doing like last month? Was it knitting or something? Oh my gosh, yeah. Like, like I knit. I like I like bedazzle things. You bedazzle it, things? Well, it's like this like, I don't know how to explain it. It's a picture of Starry Night and it's like all these tiny little sparkly beads and you put them down and it's like almost like a paint by number type of situation, but it's different symbols and codes and then you fill it all in. I love to craft and hobby and I was like that as a kid as well like for Christmas and everything I remember going through the toy magazine and like always circling all the different arts and crafts you could do so I guess that's similar as well but what did you want to be when you were growing up that's a good question let me think back to that 
a lot of my friends were like, oh, I want to be professional athletes and all that. And I'm like, no, not for me. Like, Mm-mm. I knew as a kid, I'm like, the odds of doing that are very, very slim. No, thank realistic you. Realistic and... right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> I was just realistic. <laughs> I was setting those realistic goals. Um, Actually, I always wanted to be a teacher. And I think that really stemmed from my stepmom being a teacher. And I do remember, I like, I remember watching her like grade papers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that, like, I don't know why, but I thought that was the coolest thing. I'm like, ooh, I want to grade yeah. papers. And then I remember in fourth grade, we had a, uh, all some of the students had different roles, and one of the roles was like the mailbox person. And um, I always wanted to be the mailbox person because then I got to like see like people's grades and I don't know why I wanted to see people's grades but I'm like ooh, someone got a 60 and then I'm like yeah, I put like, them in their mailbox I'm like ooh, someone didn't study like, someone needs a little bit of extra help after school huh <laughs> talk about this at lunch <laughs> recess oh bring this one up I love oh that. my god yeah yeah I don't know why but I always like wanted to be the mailbox person like this I need this I need this you wanted to see what the tea was what was going on with everyone's grades oh my god does that not sound like me now it does like it's so oh funny. my it's god it's like your job to a tea that's so good that's really oh. funny what, that. what do you want to be when you grow up a mailboxer and just want to stuff mailboxes yeah I wanted to stuff mailboxes get. see what everyone's gossip was be up in everyone's business that's what I wanted my dream job to be that's good I like that I know I actually think it's funny um because I'm currently working at a daycare and what I noticed is that they all they all really like to play teacher they like to pretend that they're doing circle or reading stories I feel like that's a I, I like at one point I wanted to be that as well like I, I don't know what it is kids are fascinated I feel like with that job do you think so I do too? think you I think you look up to your teacher right. and you emu- and you emulate them and because of that you you want to be like them and then you see that they're a teacher they do these things you want to do the same thing because you you look up to them so I think I think that probably has to do with it and I mean, it, that happened to me for sure. Yeah, it's but it's to interesting see them. too. Yeah, it's interesting too because as a kid, I felt at least for me, I was definitely isolated. I feel like, and I didn't know about a whole lot of jobs out there. Mm-hmm. Like it was really teacher, doctor, uh, professional athlete, firefighter, police officer, and I think I like I honestly like felt like that's it or maybe like a business person that's just a very vague term and then you get into adulthood and there's so many jobs out there so many different kinds of jobs and now you're like hmm I guess if I had known this as a kid maybe I would have pursued that like go ahead go ahead I was gonna say like this is something I think about all the time I think it's very unrealistic to go to college and have kids pick what they want to do and put all this money towards it because I agree there's just so much out there that you just aren't you are not aware of and to be like okay I'm gonna pick when I'm 18 years old this is what I'm gonna do and I'm gonna go to school for four years and then this is gonna be my career and then you go and do it and you realize oh wait this isn't actually what I wanted to do and I'm actually interested in this so I I agree I always think it's so interesting you there's just so much out there and you kind of are really given the the basics of what there is to do out there oh my god I know if I could do it over again see 
I just I like I'm such a Nintendo fan. I know all you my are, life. Yeah. I it's just oh my god, wow. Like oh, I just get chills thinking about it. And I had absolutely no idea as a kid that you could work for Nintendo. Had absolutely right. no idea. And the sad part is I didn't even think about it in middle school, high school. It really wasn't until I got out of college that I thought, hmm. Yeah, I bet people work at Nintendo because it's a company and they have tons of jobs. And then I'm looking into it and I'm like, wow, what if I worked for Nintendo? Like, sign me up. You're in a parallel universe probably working there right now. Oh my God. I just, I want to move to Washington and I want to wear my Nintendo shirt. Like, I just want to, I like, I watch this Nintendo Minute thing and I just want to be that person. Please sign me up. I can see if you worked for Nintendo, I bet they're very, they're a very like cool and progressive company to work for. Almost like when you see people who work for companies like Google or Apple, where they work on like campuses or BuzzFeed and it's just very nice and they treat, I don't know, I hope they treat their employees well, but you know what I mean? Just a very good work environment. I can totally see you there. I think you should quit your current job. Maybe go back to school for coding, (laughs) go, go work at Nintendo. It sounds really great actually. No, I do love my current job, but this is just something that I've thought about. Like, yeah. what if? Like, just playing out those what ifs. But no, I definitely, I'm, I'm, I'm meant to be where I am. So I. That's good. But it's, it's just always fun to think about that. But yeah. I do think, and I've thought about this too. I, I have thought about if I did work for Nintendo and I had like some role in the games, would I appreciate the game when I'm playing it oh, as probably much? Probably not would I enjoy it as much because I know what's going to happen or at least I have like some insight into it because I really like going into games blind or like movies blind. Like, yes, I'll watch a trailer, but I don't want to see too much because I like to be surprised and I like to mm-hmm. take it all in. So I'm I'm wondering if I did work for Nintendo or like even Apple or something where you're involved with making the next product and then it's unveiled. Is it is it that significant to you still maybe it It is maybe it's not it probably is because it's your baby i'm sure it takes forever for a game to get developed so when it does finally get developed i feel like people whoever developed the game are very excited but i think one of the fun things that about probably working at places like nintendo is um that if you have like another one of your colleagues working on a game and they want you to test it out and play it and, like, you don't really oh know God. what their project is. So I'm oh sure it's pro- it's probably very fun working on other, like, getting to test out other people's projects as well as your own. Because I'm sure everyone's you... working on all these different God. things. Could you imagine? Like, no. like oh, please take home your Nintendo Switch today. Like, you need to go test this out. We're playing this new, never-before-seen game before. Please report back to us We're tomorrow. taking an entire day to all play through Paper Mario, yes. everyone. Get your come in your pajamas. Oh, that'd be the best. Uh, Of course, of course. Like we need, we need to know. I've also thought about that too. I really like writing, and I've also thought about like what it would it be like to write for certain things. Like I'm really interested. Oddly enough, I'm very number. What I'm fascinated by numbers Mm -hmm. in certain senses, like I. You Don't are. Don't judge me here. No, I think you're very. You love statistics. 
I do. I, I, I don't know why I look up like populations mm-hmm. of countries, populations of states, of cities. Like, I don't know why I look up um, artists, the Billboard Hot 100, the two, uh, 200. You're a like, numbers man. I look at how many download songs. I Like, I don't know why. I just find it very, very interesting. So then I, I'm thinking about it and I read Billboard articles and they they talk about that shit and then i'm like oh my god this is my job i could be writing about numbers i could be writing about numbers all fucking day like oh my god ariana grande had this many streams this week on this song or this album and like literally that's just proof she's the fucking best i can just see (laughs) you writing that article I'm going to tell you why she's the best. Ariana Grande that probably has sounds... had 200 million streams. Therefore, that is why she is the baddest bitch. <laughs> you just ending your article. That probably sounds boring to you, but I get, like, excited. No, I, I agree. I don't know what it is. No, I never have... I don't know how to explain this. I'm not good with numbers. I think that's a really good way to explain it. So I do think certain things are interest. I I agree. If there's certain TV shows or franchises or musicians I'm into, then I'm curious about what the statistics of things are. But sometimes, yeah, I'm not a numbers person, so that's definitely a you thing. That's oh my god, thing. do you remember? Do you remember when Animal Crossing came out? I just remembered this. Oh my gosh, yes, when Animal that's Crossing me came all out. the statistics of Animal <laughs> Crossing. It was setting sales records. They sold it was a lot. Amazing. They it was sold amazing. a lot. And now I, like... I have not played Animal Crossing <laughs> since. March? Uh, yeah, April? it's been, I think since Easter. I think yeah. since Easter was like when I was really into it. But All my no, turnips I was texting are probably you. rotted. Oh my God, I lost millions. But yeah. anyway, yeah, I, I was texting you like, this is how many sales are in Japan. This is one's in Europe. And this one's in America. Like, well, what is wrong with me? Oh my I God. I had a you moment today, actually. Um, I'm really into Bridgerton right now. I think I mentioned that on the last podcast. I'm really into Bridgerton right now. And... I was, like, sitting there, and they had a really big statistic today. I think they're, like, the number one streaming series on Netflix. They broke the record. They're, like, the all-time biggest streaming series or something. I can't remember the exact number, but I turned to my sister, and I was like, hey, and I read her the statistic, and she was like, why should I care? Oh, I'm getting chills over this. Please send me the article if you find it. I'll send it it to you. I'll send you the statistic. But they are, I think, obviously, because I think everything – Oh, another thing you would also find interesting, and you should look up a video on it or read an article about it, is New York Times bestselling author list. I don't know if you consider that like a statistic thing you'd be interested in, but they have broken their lists so much into such small subcategories that you should not follow that list, in my personal opinion. But you should really look into that too. I think you might you would might find that interesting. Like they have so many different categories of like teen paperback fiction, teen hardback fiction, and then like you know what I'm saying, just things that are very specific, and then that gives other books the ability to stay number one on a list and say you're a number one New York Times selling best author list when in reality there's so many different. I think there's a lot of those lists. So I love that. So you should look into Don't- that. Don't follow this list, but look into this list. But look like, into don't follow it. it but right. I think you should look into it. I to- I get I get what you're take putting that down. list with I a grain it. of salt. Is I think what there I'm you saying. go. Yeah. So I never I never uh, I'm not familiar with. I mean I've heard of the Times, hundred bestsellers. Is that what it is? Yeah. I'm fam- I'm familiar with it. I just haven't really looked into it. But I do find that interesting that they have different subcategories. I guess they're really trying to break it up. Right. Into, maybe they're trying to bring in a 
bigger audience and then being able to direct or filter people to where they are more most interested in maybe yeah you should look up it's crazy though there's like obviously there's not just one list there's a lot of them so but yeah so going back to the our childhood topic I would love to know so you said you were more like shy and introvert Mm -hmm. whatever did you ever get in trouble? Were you ever, like, a troublemaker? Did no. you ever, ta- like, push the buttons ever? No. I mean, at home, yeah. <laughs> my sister and I used to fight a lot at home. I would say probably my parents probably wouldn't say I was, like, the most pleasant child. Uh, no, I think they would. But uh, at school, I never caused trouble, never got in trouble. High school, never really got in trouble. I think the only time I would ever get – we had blue slips in high school – which you would get one in the morning if you had to go speak to our vice pres- vice principal who kind of divvied out uh, punishments. But the only time I ever got those was because, like, my homeroom teacher accidentally forgot to mark me there. It was nothing ever. you were so I, quiet. Yeah, it was nothing ever I did. So, but no, I was You a were buried good in kid. a book. Yeah, buried in a book. You were buried in, in a book. You were, they're like, I Sarah, did... is Sarah here? Nope, I am not. No, I was bitch, like that. I'm in my zone right now. I used to read during class a lot, which was bad. Um, don't recommend. Uh, you will have no idea what's going on. But no, I was I was a really good kid. I was a very timid kid, very scared. I was scared of everything, so that's probably why I didn't do anything, which, which is why it's so crazy to me because I feel like kids are so ballsy these days. They're not afraid to get in trouble or talk back versus I was afraid to even look at a teacher the wrong way. So, and I'm still afraid to look at people the wrong way. So, I don't know. Maybe it's just a me thing. Do you remember in elementary school, and for me, I I just, I looked out for this again because I wanted to be a teacher going through elementary school. And in every classroom, I swear all the teachers did the same thing where you started at green card, like that's where you were at. And then if you did something wrong, you flipped your card. And then I remember teachers like, go flip your card. And then you flip your card to like orange or yellow, one of those. And then that's like a warning, like, shit, you need to like turn this around. And then if you had to do it again, it's like, go flip your card. And then it would go right to red. And then it's like, shit, you're you're done. You're done for it. Did did your teachers ever do that? We did. We definitely had stuff like that. I don't know why it came to mind. Also, as a kid, I had a lot of classes where we had like prize money. Um that you could collect throughout the year. That was kind of how a lot of our good behavior was tracked. I don't know why, coincidentally, a lot of my elementary classes and middle school classes, we had, yeah, just money they would pass out, like fake money, obviously, that you could buy prizes with. But the more money you had, the better stuff you got. But we also had charts, like behavior charts, for sure. They're passing out real money. $100 bills where I went to school. If you get an A on this test, you get a hundred dollars. Hell yeah, I oh, will yeah, work yeah. my ass off for that. No, I we had the 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 flip cards is what they call them and all the and again flip your card, go flip it. And I remember, I didn't have to flip it too many times. First grade for me was a difficult year. Did you? I don't know why. You, did you have a rough year one year? Apparently, like these things like jump out to me. I still remember them. I remember we came back from PE. And or gym class, whatever you want to call it. And the teacher said, no one get up and go get a drink. Okay. So I'm sitting there and then like half the class gets up and is like in line at the drinking fountain. I'm like, well, fuck, I'm not waiting for this. So then I get up too. And then she comes in and she's like, everyone who's standing up, go flip your card. And I'm like, 
no. Did you almost I cry? Feel... You probably almost cried, I pro- didn't you? I, I'm, pro- I'm sure I did. I don't remember that. I tried to black it out. I do remember also... I remember we were sitting... We had, like, little groups, and they had, like, a little container um, on the in the middle, and I, I organized all the pencils, and it looked really cute, you know, because I'm, I'm such an organized person, you know me. And oh, yes, you are. the teacher goes, I, I want everyone to look over at Scott's container, and I'm like, bitch, she's calling me out. This is good. And she's like, I don't want you to do what he did. <gasps> I'm like, are oh, you fucking kidding me? Why? She's what like, was her issue? do you see... Do you see the pencil points outward? No, 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 no. We need to have the pencil points downward and the erasers need to be out. And I'm like, honey, how will you know which ones are sharpened and which ones aren't? You're going to have to guess. That just sounds like she had an issue with you. I don't know what her problem was. I know. She's like, if you like put your hand down and on it too hard, you're going to like pierce yourself or something, poke an eye out. And I'm like, who the fuck is doing that? Oh my goodness. Who who is slamming their hand down? Yes. Rude. I do remember too. We were writing these, like, I don't know, these little, I think they might have been Columbus Day books. And I remember plagiarism, big thing. You can't copy word for word. You have to put it in your own words. So I'm like, bitch, I'm going to outsmart this, honey. So I copied down every single thing from that book. Oh. And then I wrote I wrote in a sentence at the end, and I added my own sentence, and I said, this is in my own words. You, I took this. He really thought and, he found the loophole. He was like, you I write did. everything out, and then you just add one sentence of your own, and it's not plagiarized. I did find the loophole. And then she got telling me, you don't need to copy it. You don't need to write this much. And I'm like, no, this is going to be my book. This is great. I'm going to get an A. And she's like, you can't copy it. That's what you did. Yeah, big sad. I was a good student as a kid, but I definitely was also one of those kids where I would come home the night before and be like, Mom, Dad, we have to go to the dollar store and buy poster board because I have like a five-page book report and presentation due tomorrow. And then my mom would almost, you know. Oh, because you didn't start it until then? Yeah, because it was last minute. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you slacker. I know. I didn't honestly really get concerned about my grades until high school or, like, high school and college, though. Like, I was go- – obviously, like I said, I was a good kid and a good student, but I don't know. I guess I didn't really take that stuff seriously. I just read during it's... class, honestly. <laughs> That's all I did. That's all I did. I remember. So, yeah. I'm ass- so I'm assuming you never went to the principal's office. No, I was actually really good friends with my vice principal. Like, really good friends. Of course you were. You little suck-up. Yeah. Just kidding. I did balls for bucks, and he, like, shaved my head. Like, he talked about me in his graduation speech. I sound like such a brown noser right now. I was, I really liked my vice principal, so. In elementary school? Uh, in high school. Oh, I'm thinking elementary school. Oh, elementary school. Um, did I, did I ever go see the principal? Uh, No, I don't think so. And I, like I said, I really, I don't even know if, like, my principal knew I existed. You were just there. I was just, just there. there. I don't even know. I, in third grade, I went to, so our elementary school was, at the time, it's not like this anymore, but at the time our elementary school was kindergarten through second grade. And then, like, our, I, it was middle school and elementary school, then we're in a, another building, and it was third through eighth third through eighth and then we had our high school so it was my first year of third grade in this new building had never been there before my third grade teacher brand new teacher had never taught where we lived or whatever 
and the first week of school, I thought I could, like, jump or fly to the monkey bars, and I went back, and I broke my arm, and, like, my bone almost was sticking out of my skin, so it was shaped like an S, <clears throat> and I was in complete, like, shock. Like, I wasn't even crying. Like, I had no idea what, like, that my arm was basically not the right shape, and I just, like, walked over to my teacher, and I was like, I think something is wrong, and he, his face completely flushed, like, he looked like he was gonna vomit, and he just, like, scooped me up and ran me up to the nurse's office. The nurse had never seen anything like that before. The principal had never seen anything like that before. That was actually, I met the principal at that time, because he came in to come see me, and he was sweating. He had never seen anything like that before. Then they call my dad. My dad comes up. My dad is, like, in tears, basically, because he's like, what the fuck happened? And I was in total shock, like, complete shock did like you can ask my dad honestly really didn't cry had to take an ambulance from the from the middle school to the hospital this is all in my first week of third grade this is why I probably literally did not want to make myself known because I was already an embarrassment because I thought I could like fly to the monkey bars or something I don't know what the fuck was going through my head if this does not explain how weird of a kid I was I don't know what the fuck does so yeah that was like me in a nutshell as a kid yeah, he knew me at well, that point. Well, the principal point. sure knows you now. Oh, my God. He, every time he sees you, that, he's like, like there's that girl arm. with that yeah, weird so arm that my... or whatever. And, like, I was also oh a very... My God. I was a very tiny kid. Like, I was just very short, very small. So I had a huge cast. Like, I did not have a normal cast where you could just pick colors. Like, it was a different material. Like, it wasn't a normal cast. It was, like, a heavy-duty, like, I fuck shit up in my arm cast. Because they had to put me under and reset my arm. And, um, I was so small, they were afraid that my cast would weigh me down when I walked up the stairs. So they would let me, they gave me an elevator key and I had to use the elevator for the first, like, two or three months of school. Yeah, so I, that was kind of cool. Ooh, yeah, so I had the elevator pass the and someone always got pass. to ride it with me. So. Oh, for a hot God, second of my life, I knew what it felt like to be popular. Like... And then... As soon as that cast came off, I was like, back to the back of the room with a book and no one knew who I was. The downfall. You're like, plebs, which one is, which one, which one, is, well, no, is, you're who's the, coming with me? you're the head bitch, who's you're like, plebs, which one am who's I taking? Who's holding up my arm? Yeah, who's gonna the give me their lunch? The elevator. So yeah, that was like my childhood mm -hmm. in a nutshell. I actually went to the principal's office. Oh, and God, I have a little story for this. Are you ready for this? Second grade, I, I vividly remember this day. Second grade, we're at lunch. And you know the classic when you, like, pull someone's classic. chair out and they fall, whatever. So I'm like, huh, classic. So I'm like, I'm going to do this to my friend. Why not? You know, hmm, today's the day. So he, like, stands up for whatever <gasps> reason. And then I move his chair out of the way had no idea sits down falls say, on his really ass though, right? and oh my god it was so funny and he like fell hard too and he gets up and he's like he screaming jumping around he <gasps> he grabs his chair and How he throws his chair in? oh my god so, were you horrified in second grade yeah 
was I was laughing, but I was also horrified. And then the lunch lady came over. I think we called her grandma. And grandma came over and she's like, go to the principal's office. And then he's like, someone pulled my chair out. And then she's like, who is it? And then I'm like, it was me. And she's like, probably never what? done anything before. She had. No, absolutely never. And she's like, well, you need to go to the principal's office then. So he's like storming off now let me just say we're best friends still today so my best friend's storming off and i'm crying i'm like bawling as i'm leaving the cafeteria and i'm walking down the hallway bawling still and then one of my friends is like walking in the hallway and he runs up to me he's like you're like you i just okay? tried to What's play wrong? a funny joke and i'm sitting in the um in the, <laughs> i think it was the assistant principal's office i don't quite remember and he's like getting me tissues because I would not stop oh crying. God. And then my friend he looks, my friend looks over at me and he goes straight face. You know oh, I've been here multiple God. times. You're it's not like, that I'm bad. I'm a first time offender. And okay. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. So then the shitty part was after I cried for like I don't even know how long. It felt like forever. That afternoon we were watching a movie. Guess Aww. who couldn't watch the movie? Me and my friend. So I sat there with my head down. For the whole movie, but then I like would peek, you know, like underneath my in between my arms because I was so sneaky. Bad kid. But oh my god! What a dramatic day! What a day! day. What a day! And then I remember the next. I know. I remember the next day coming in, and I felt like such a rebel. I'm like, oh my god! I have a new. It's a new me. I have a new identity. Like, look out! Here comes Scott. Like, what am I gonna do next? I we don't know. It's so funny too. In the um, moment, you think your parents are gonna be so mad at you and care about it so much. When in reality, obviously, to your face, they're mad at you, or they'll they'll give you your punishment or whatever. But then to them, it's really not even that big of a deal. I don't know because you kind of work with like you obviously work with parents and I work with parents a little bit as well but I feel like that happens all the time like kids think they're gonna be in so much trouble and then you tell parents and the parents are like "Eh, it's really not that big of a deal but then I'm sure they go home and they make it seem like it is you know what I mean so I'm sure that day to you seemed like a huge deal but it was like you know what I mean you did something so harmless and it's just and then you couldn't watch your movie I know I know. It's like, oh, the price you pay for living on the dark side. We're you know? not, we're like, not oh fit. We're not fit for the dark Was side. Was it worth it? Think. Yeah. No, I don't think we are either. But, you know, it's something that I look back on. And that is my good. friend and I do laugh about it now. And uh, Yeah, I was a really good kid. I <laughs> yeah. was not a bad. I think I was just scared. Like I said, I was just scared of everything. So, very scared. You were just <laughs> I cried. No, someone looks I at you like, like ah, I was very ah, close to my parents as a kid. Oh, I'm just kind of like such a loser. When I was in kindergarten, I'm not exaggerating. My kindergarten teacher had it out for me. This woman had a had something against me. I don't know what the fuck she had against me, but she did not. This woman did not like me. I remember one time like gluing dinosaurs on a piece of paper the wrong way not the way she wanted to and she like ripped it all up I don't know maybe I'm exaggerating but I swear these are the memories I have of this woman like writing all over my paper I did not I have never had an issue with a teacher before and I can remember my teacher all the way from kindergarten just like not being a nice woman and I wonder if I talked to other people who were in that kindergarten class if they would feel the same way because I went to a private 
school for my kindergarten year because it was a full day because our public schools only did half day and my parents were like no no this bitch needs to be out of the house for the full day and I remember like Get they would have here. events where your parent could come during lunch and you know it'd be pancake day or whatever my dad would come and it would be time for him to leave and I would cry and cry and cry and cry because I was so sad and I did not want him to leave me with that woman I, she ripped I, off your paper? I was in kindergarten, so I don't know if I'm exaggerating, but I, my entire life, have had a vivid memory of this woman ripping up my paper. Like, taking off the dinosaurs that I glued on the wrong way, like, aggressively, and being like, this is wrong. And I was like, I'm in kindergarten. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I was clueless then, I'm clueless now. I do feel like as kids, sometimes your imagination takes off a little bit. But I if think, she did that, yeah, for she sure, was like, an interesting. I think she was it, like I said, it was a Catholic private school, and she was older, so she just she was a little harsher. And my dad would come for those lunch things, and I would just want him to take me home. <laughs> like, please take me. I'm like, it's so terrible here. I'm like, please take me home. They're talking about the Bible. Take me away. No, I just, I was a crybaby, so. But I've gotten better. Yeah, when they leave me at school, I don't really cry anymore. So. Mm -mm. Not anymore. Although when you're watching some Disney movies, the waterworks waterworks come out. Well, Mm. do you have anything else you want to add? No, I don't think so. I think like some memories came rushing back and I'm sure after a conversation more will be coming back. So I'll like send them off, you know, I'll uh, bookmark them. So if we ever want to yes. talk about more childhood memories, because I do I have think some of mine many are suppressed and I'm sure you do bit. as well. But uh, I'm, I'm mine too as well. I have to like open some out. dark doors because I have shut stuff away for sure. But yeah, so anyone listening, yeah. I would love to know, we would love to know some funny childhood memories, ch- uh, dream jobs that you wanted as kids. Are you doing your dream job? I hope you are. If not, maybe you should reevaluate, maybe quit your job. I'm not saying maybe do it right now. That's but currently maybe looking look into, into his, Nintendo, yeah, but, yeah, his new Nintendo we'd job. We'd love to hear. So. I am currently looking up some yeah. Nintendo jobs and some what can coding. I do on the side? He's going to create a game Part-time on the side job. Here we go. <laughs> yes virtual job absolutely all right guys thanks for listening take care we'll see you soon bye